I may be so blunt, who gives a shit? Welcome back. That clip you just heard was James Coburn in a 1999 movie with Mel Gibson called Payback. If you haven't seen Payback, it's a very entertaining movie with a great cast. Now, most of you youngsters don't know who James Coburn was, but in the 70s, um, James Coburn, Lee Marvin, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson, Richard Roundtree, you know, today there's a there's a uh, <laughs> there's a phrase that's thrown around: toxic masculinity. <laughs> Y'all don't even know what toxic masculinity is until you've lived and watched the movies that these gentlemen were in. <laughs> yeah, all you folks my age are shaking your head. Yeah, Dave, you preach. Yeah! These guys were, and not including Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds. They were like number one and number two for many years as far as box office appeal. James Coburn was the Mac Daddy of the time. Nice. I know this podcast isn't about movie reviews, but listen to me now. I got another movie. Man, I'm on a streak. I've seen two movies, and they're, they're now my favorite movies that I've seen in years. All right, I got one word for you, Saltburn. For those of you who have not seen Saltburn, I, I'm telling you, it's a ride. My new favorite writer-director, she did Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan, which I enjoyed, but her name is Emerald Fennell. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Her last name is F-E-N-N-E-L-L. It's either Fennell or Fennell. She's the kind of director who I admire because she doesn't give a shit. That's the the kind of director that I want to be. I proved that with The Hike. I don't give a shit. I'm going to make the movie that I want to make. If you don't like it, walk out. Which a handful of people did at our U.S. premiere at the Pasadena Film Festival. People were okay until the monologue where Grady talks about having a hooker come over to his place. Uh, yeah, after that monologue, that's when people got up and uh, <laughs> and left. But it was just a few. <laughs> Walk out. You know, don't tell people to see it. I don't care. I'm not going to seek distribution because I don't give a shit. I made the movie. I entered it in film festivals and it won awards. That was my goal. Am I going to see any money? I don't give a shit. Is anyone in Hollywood going to know my name? I don't give a shit. My dream came true, man. And Emerald Fennell, her dreams are coming true as well. And Emerald, man, just keep making movies and just make the movies that you want to make. Because Saltburn is not for everybody. It's kind of like The Hike. It's not for everybody. There's some weird stuff in that movie. Ew. But it's so good. The performances are amazing. And it's so good because it's not cookie cutter. Hollywood has become so cookie cutter. How many comic book movies? How many sequels? How many reboots of franchises can we have? My God, I'm getting so sick of it. But anyway, 
Let's get on with the show. I just wanted to let you guys know the reason I played that clip was to show my love and admiration for Emerald Fennell. She's the kind of director that I hope you all strive to be. I hope you all aspire to be. She should be an inspiration for y'all. A lion, not a sheep. Make your own movie. Hollywood needs more directors like Emerald Fennell. Check out Promising Young Woman and then check out Saltburn. You'll see what I'm talking about. Think about the story you want to tell. Write it in a screenplay. Go out and look for financing and do it yourself. You don't need studios telling you what to shoot, what to cut, what changes to make in scene four, what changes to make in scene eight, coming into the editing room, looking over your shoulder. All right, I digress. Let's get on with the show. Hope you all had a great week. Man, I've got a caffeine buzz going on right now. I got the jitters. (laughs) We ended the last episode with a tip telling you to schedule really light on day one, day two, first handful of days. Don't do anything complicated. Don't do anything that's emotionally draining for the actors because they're not there yet, especially if you have to develop chemistry between a couple of people. So the longer they're together on set, the better that chemistry is going to become. Or if they don't get along, it may get worse. But fingers crossed, you did your due diligence and in pre-production, you got these two actors together and you found out that they got along great. You could take this whole topic about the first few days being really easy. You can take it to another level. Okay, on the call sheet, you're going to have a a quit time, an end time. End early. We've talked about that. You make people so happy when they get to go home early. You don't have to tell anybody. Just plan it out that way. Make it a surprise. Your crew will be eating out of your hand. Let them go home first couple of days early. But, you know, I mean, don't sacrifice something for your film. Just plan it that way. And um, first few days, I wouldn't worry about transitions either. Remember, we had to talk about transitions. And I think the next episode, we're going to go a little deeper into transitions because you will shoot your transitions during production. There is a specific strategy that you can use that will help you shoot those transitions. Remember those transitions now. When you were writing, I told you to think about it. Pre-production, think about the transitions that you want, that you see in your head. Got to get those taken care of during production. All right, I'm going to bring this up uh, just because for the majority of you, it's not going to be applicable to you. But if you're the writer, director, and the producer of your feature film, and you act in the film, you are an actor in your own movie, just like yours truly Don't schedule your scenes right away. Take a number of days. Take as many, to be honest with you, take as many days as you can to just be a director. Put on your directing cap and just sit back and be the director. Because when you're the actor and the director in your own movie, it can get really chaotic. You know, I I think I told you that I was the AD as well. So the AD, you know, screams out before the scene starts, uh, sound, camera, you know, all that crap. And the AD moves things along. Well, I I would, it would be my scene and I would, I would just space out because I'm not focused on saying those words out loud to the sound guy and to the camera guy. 
I was thinking about what I had to say, my lines, my movements. So I had to give the job of AD to a PA. But this PA I had a relationship with a long time ago, believe it or not, he was at my film school. And here he is in San Diego working on my movie. Yeah, that's a great story. I'll have to tell you that one someday. But I, uh, I passed it off to him. And from that moment on, everything went great. Probably the first week, I wasn't in a scene. So I highly suggest that if you're acting in your movie, don't jump right in with your acting cap on. Hang loose. Assert yourself as the director. Establish yourself as the director on this movie. And then lightly step into that acting role. If you haven't been to film school or you don't plan on going to film school, and maybe you don't have a lot of experience around production, shorts, features, commercials, whatever, I would suggest you do not act in your movie, period. I knew what I was getting into. I saw the future. I knew what was going to happen during production on a feature film. Because I had been to film school, because I had worked on various shoots around San Diego for a production company and various shoots in Orange County for a production company. So I knew what to expect and I knew what was, what was going to go down during production. I was strapped in and ready for the ride. Now, obviously, I'm not saying I'm psychic. Okay, I did not foresee the specific problems that ended up raising their ugly heads. <laughs> But I saw the big picture and I realized that every day I was going to deal with a problem. So I was prepared in that sense. But, oh, no, you, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to come down the pike. I didn't know the problems that we were going to have. But I was prepared and I was ready and we conquered those problems. So with that kind of experience, I felt like the acting duties wouldn't be that big of a deal. And I was right to a certain degree, but then what I just told you, I didn't foresee that. I didn't foresee how focused I had to be to act. And when I was that dialed in, I kind of let some other things slide. I wasn't ready for that. So if, if you have no experience and you want to act in this movie and direct it and produce it, oh, I'm on my knees begging you not to act in your first feature. You know, if you're doing a short and you want to be in it, go ahead. I mean, a day or two, and you'll probably get some great experience because you're going to see what I'm talking about. But this podcast is for folks out there who want to shoot a feature. They're chasing that dream. They want to make a feature film. So without the experience, you're okay. You'll be able to do it. There's all kinds of all kinds of educational books and videos that'll walk you through the process of making a movie. You just won't have that hands-on experience, but that's okay. But I'm telling you, it's a different animal when you're going to act as well. But, you know, you're your own man, and you are your own woman. If you feel like you can do it, go for it. There's a common theme over the last few episodes. you got to make this as easy and as simple as possible. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Right? You don't want to make things complicated and difficult for yourself because believe me when I tell you, if you have a horrible experience, you will not want to do it again. And if your balls to the wall and you're wearing all these hats with no hands-on experience, it's going to be very overwhelming. Just something for you to think about. But man, if you, if you feel good about it, you feel confident about it and you can do it, go for it. 
Because honestly, you're not going to learn unless if you fail. Failing is learning. Learning is a win. Learning is a win in filmmaking and in life. And typically when you learn, you're learning because you messed up. I told you guys, my senior year thesis film was a complete and utter failure. And what that did was that fueled me. That failure, I learned from it and it fueled me. I would not stop thinking about it. And it just drove me to make a quality film, the kind of film that I knew I had in me, but just didn't happen my senior year thesis film. Story was great. The execution was not. So yeah, go for it. And hopefully everything will turn out great. And you'll have an acting career that you can, you can also be proud of. Uh, recently, I haven't been on backstage. I haven't applied for any roles. It's just, uh, got so much to do. You know, with horses and rain during the rainy season, there's so much work to do because you got to try to keep the horses as dry as possible. Well, specifically their hooves. What happens is if their hooves stay damp for an extended amount of time, they develop what's called thrush. And it's a white, it it turns their, their hooves white and it really stinks bad. It's like a bacteria that you have to get rid of. Otherwise, uh, the horse can become lame. So if we have a storm, you have to go out and clean their hooves out once a day until it dries up. And you also have to dry up the stall, the part that is exposed. And we have some pellets. Uh, We go to Lowe's and we buy wood pellets. And these wood pellets soak up water really, really well. So that's what it entails. So it's just added work for me which, you know, I got to prioritize. I got the podcast. I got my day in and day out duties around here. So yeah, backstage is going to have to uh, take a back seat for a while. I love you. But yeah, if you act in your own movie and you like it and people give you rave reviews about your acting, then you can, then you can create an account on backstage. You can go out and look for agents. And you can be a dual threat. Oh, a triple threat. A writer, a director, and an actor. Like a Kevin Smith. Y'all can be Kevin Smiths. But you know, the Jay and Silent Bob movies. I mean, him and Jason carry those movies. The guy must be surrounded by people he trusts, right? That's the way I look at it. And their crew must just be a well-oiled machine. Way different from you doing your first feature Surrounded by probably strangers, maybe half and half strangers, half strangers and half friends. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Let's keep this one short for sure. All right. Y'all have a great week. And please be a lion, not a sheep. Later.